What's going on? And what? Good people. Your Hell in a Cell review coming at you right now. Um, this will be a little bit more of an abbreviated review. We don't do a lot of abbreviated reviews per se. Um, but given the timing of this one and, uh, you know, as late as it is uh, tonight, of course, uh, when we're actually recording this thing, uh, that's why we decided to do a little bit more of an abbreviated review, kind of talk about the, the bigger moments, talk about the big points, talk about what we liked, talk about what we didn't like, uh, and go from there. Um, overall, for, for, for DJ here, pretty good show uh, for me. I think I think everybody felt like it was a pretty good show, the whole whole panel here, Casey, Justin, uh, Adam here as well. Uh, everybody felt like it was, for the most part, a, a pretty good show, um, but we'll give our full uh, kind of in-depth thoughts on on everything uh, right after this. If you want to, you know, you you're excited about this show, you're like, you know what, these guys right here, I gotta listen to these guys. It's on your screen right now. You can go listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, all sorts of different platforms, and uh, also you can watch us on YouTube if you just don't like Facebook's uh, scheme of things, as Justin would say. But uh, nonetheless, we'll see you guys in just a little bit with our Hell in a Cell 2020 review. Let's get it. Welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast, the only podcast that is always an instant classic. And you're... And we want to punch Jim Cornette in the face repeatedly until he bleeds because he's stupid. We will see you on the flippity-dippity. Oh, yeah. Hell in a Cell 2020 is in the books. Um, I don't know why Justin is doing jazz hands right now, but whatever. Uh, to each his own, whatever concert you may be at, uh, you know, we we are, uh, you know, we're all in the uh, same 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 concert here. Um, but nonetheless, uh, definitely uh, exciting Hell in a Cell review. Uh, real quick, if you haven't watched our Bound for Glory review, that is up as well. Uh, that's on the Facebook page, on Anchor, and all, all those different platforms we talked about earlier. But nonetheless, very excited um, to talk about this show and hear hear you guys' thoughts on this show because uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it definitely. Thought thought it was a uh, a pretty good show. It had some filler matches in it that I really didn't care about. Uh, more specifically, uh, the Intercontinental throw uh, not Intercontinental. I always say Intercontinental U.S. title throw together retribution match. I it's not that I, I number one I thought it was it was just dumb that they threw that in at the last minute because they needed a filler. But number two, what I didn't like about this match was I think they had the wrong person in it. Like, why didn't they put uh, Dajakovic in this match? That would have made much more sense. I think having him going up against Lashley uh, would have made much more sense than having Lashley squash um, slap Jack Jack slap. Um, yes, Justin. <laughs> First of all, this retribution stuff is just terrible. Like, they should send Miriam, you know, all the and all those NXT developmental guys back down to NXT because I like the stuff that uh, Donovan Dijakovic was doing down there. I like what Miriam was doing. Like, it's just they're gonna just ruin these characters up here. They're just gonna ruin them. Well, it's just I, terrible. I don't. It's hard for me to say it's necessarily terrible. I haven't seen enough of it to feel like to feel one way or the other. I just don't like the way they've done it. Um, like they had him come in and destroy everything. Cool. 
you can't to me in my opinion you can't do this i'm overlooked thing with people who aren't actually overlooked that's not how it works like it doesn't logically make sense so mm-hmm. i think the people they have in it is okay they just didn't they didn't do it right they they did retribution so bad with not only the names i think the names are just stupid but just the way they had them come in and just randomly just now they're a part of the roster they're this it it was weird to me that they started out as just like against the system like we want to attack everybody like we're overlooked thing and then out of the blue the draft comes we're going to draft retribution why the heck would you draft the same people who's destroyed your entire facility for months that makes no sense and number two how the heck are they draftable you don't even know who they are you don't know who they are how are they draftable like that's what i don't understand because now this whole retribution storyline is starting to like just run itself into the ground because it didn't start off well it hasn't really developed well and it's just it's just at this point kind of dumb because at first i was like i kind of like this whole retribution thing i like them destroying everything like i like them just wreaking havoc on on each show but like them being drafted to one show now means you have to put them in real storylines and not let them do what they were brought in to do, which is destroy everything. And to me, that's dumb. I mean, you guys got any thoughts on Retribution? I know it. it's, it's well, Hell in a Cell related, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's just something we haven't really talked about yet. Well, for me, I have, I have two main issues with the whole Retribution thing. Firstly, it's it's way too much. They're they're doing it way too much, like they did aces and eights. And what I mean by that is, it seems like they, you know, you know, they started coming in, you know, destroying everything. That's cool, whatever. But I feel like they revealed basically who they are too quickly. And yes, they didn't come out and say, "Oh, that's you know, that's Dijakovic and that's Shane Thorpe." You can tell who these people are. Dijakovic barely has a mask. You can see his face. If you, you've seen Shane Thorne before, you've seen his tattoos. You can tell who he is. Mia Yim just doesn't even have anything, any mask or anything. So obviously, like, it, it, you, you, you basically, you blew your load too quickly. You know, to, and then and then the other thing is again, like you said, you can't do the whole look thing if you're not overlooked. I could I could see this kind of working if they kept it in NXT, because yes, I would say that in a way, Mia Yim has been overlooked. In a way, Dijakovic has been overlooked. Shane Thorne has been incredibly overlooked. I mean, they literally split him up from his longtime tag team partner of years before they came into WWE. They were tag team for years before they came to WWE. They split them up, and then they released his tag team partner. And like, and and now they're calling him Slapjack. Come on. Um, but yeah, I, I think if they just kept it in in NXT, it would have worked. You because 
the NXT fans know who they were, so they could say, okay, yes, they were overlooked and understand the storyline. It's still we're still at the point where a lot of main roster fans still don't watch NXT. As as crazy as that is to 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 grasp for us, a lot of them don't. So they're they're probably watching this going. How, how are you overlooked? Who the hell are you? Like it it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it it's like a rookie coming into the NFL and being like, I'm overlooked. No, you're you're a rookie. Like you have to earn such. You have to work to be overlooked. You know, you, you can't just say you're overlooked, and it it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I I apparently have missed the boat on how to get a job. Apparently, I just have to go somewhere and just destroy shit, and I'll 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 get hired on. I mean, I just like that. That's the and, and yes, look in this day and age, we we all know that the fans are smarter these days. But the thing is, you don't have to spoon feed them, but at the same time, leave leave a little to the imagination, and like like like. Casey just said, no one was looking at, I'm going to call him Dijak, because Dijakovic is the worst name I, I've ever heard, other than it, it's worse than Vince's obsession with dropping everybody's last name to Buddy, or, or, or I'm sorry, is it is it Buddy? Is it just Buddy, or is it just Murphy? It's it's so so terrible on just, the main roster. Just Murphy. Just Murphy. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's silly, but no one was looking at Donovan Dijak and going, "Is that Ray Mysterio? He's the tallest one there, for God's sakes!" And with Shane Thorne, the big giveaway is the tats. So nothing, and big thing too. All of this is Googleable. Everybody needs to keep that in mind. But I, if they, they keep keep them. Keep them out of the draft. Keep them. You give the idea that these guys are a threat. I don't want them near my building. And actually, get some. Don't use the 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 gimmick security guards. Actually, have like working police officers trying to prevent them from getting into the building. Or if they do cause havoc, bring them in and lock them away. Like whatever. But. A couple weeks later or, or a month into this thing, they're, they're now they're part of the job. Now they're just part of the boys. They're just part of the locker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to interrupt you there for a minute. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I definitely do agree with what you're saying there. Like, they should have never given him contracts. And even then, now it's saying Michael Gould's going, like, what? They gave him contracts? Like, what? Like, and, you know, drafting them. Like, there's supposed to be this group that comes in and, like, they want, you know, they're going to destroy stuff. Like, why, why, why would you give them contracts? It's They're like, no longer a threat if you hire them on. Yeah. If you put them in a exactly causing havoc in my building, whether it's Triple H, Vince, or whatever. Make them make them put you in a position of like I'm gonna whether you take somebody in a hostage, Stephanie or something, and say if you do not give us a contract to have a match with X, Y, and Z, she's gonna feel an hour rep, whatever, and then you put them in a compromising position. They show up, and Vince is like, well, "God damn, they, they came in and just destroyed everybody." I like these guys. Put them on. Re- 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, it's just terrible. Like, the way that they're booking this, it's bad. Well, I think part of it is, like, WWE is still afraid to do anything edgy. Like, back, you know, back in the day, Taker literally kidnaps Stephanie McMahon and tried to sacrifice her. Like, do something like that. Obviously, don't try to sacrifice her because that doesn't work with the gimmick. But do something edgy. Make us, like, make us care about this. Make, Make a reason. For us to, to care that retribution is a, is a group, like make us uncomfortable. Exactly. You, did, you, know, you don't have to do attitude era step whatever though, but you can no. push the envelope a little bit and still keep it. It's, I hate this term, but it just it's the easiest way to say it, PG because we know it's a publicly traded company. This, that, and the other, but. I just like, like to me, you can you can not make it so cookie cutter. If you're gonna have this, if you're gonna have these outsiders in that are wreaking havoc, whatever though, I, I don't know. It's just like like to me, it's almost like this was their poor attempt to mimic another terrible gimmick, which is the Dark Order. That's just my personal opinion, but I I, I don't know. Well, what was that? What was James Storm's last uh, group in Impact before he left, where they were, like, kidnapping Oh, God. Um, All I can remember is DJ always was like, there's always room for one more. I remember that part, but I can't, I cannot think right off the top of my head what the name of it was. I love them, though. But, like, do something like that, even, where, like, you slowly start kidnapping you know, WWE superstars. The revolution. You know, the revolution. Yeah. You know, start start small. You know, start with like uh, Dominic or something like that. And then, you know, build up to like, you know, bigger how, stars. How did, the, how did the NWO start? Just Scott Hall. Then it was Kevin Nash. Then it yeah. was Hogan. Again, Again, build us whatever though. You just have like here we are, and again, and every, again, like the 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 curtain was pulled back. Wait, yeah. Um, real quick, uh, another one that I want to talk about before we get into the cell matches, of course, uh, was the Miz winning the Money in the Bank contract, uh, which I thought personally was a means to an end with, with Otis winning the contract, like. Like, and, and here, here's the deal, Casey. I know I've been hard on Otis, too. But I over the past couple of weeks, I've really grown to like Otis and enjoy Otis on TV um, the more I watch him, and especially with the Law and Otis stuff. It, it's been funny. Um, I don't take him seriously as a competitor, but I like him. He's funny. He makes me laugh. I mean, it's like it's like if they threw R-Truth in the, in the world title scene, I'd be like, I mean, he's not going to win, but it'd be, it, it'd be nice to see. Same thing with Otis. Um, when they did that, I thought it was a shock and awe factor. That was the only thing that they were trying to give me. That was the only thing that they were trying to prove to me is, is they, that they could surprise me. That's all I saw from that. Um, to me, I, I, I knew this was coming. I knew they were going to find either he was going to cash in and lose 
or they were going to find some way to take the briefcase off of him. Why it had to be The Miz, although I love The Miz, I don't know. Um, I don't know why they didn't have somebody else, and I can't remember if The Miz was in the match, but why they didn't have somebody else take it from him that makes more sense. The Miz does not make sense to me right now to have it, uh, simply because there's no logical ways for The Miz to go win. Like, there's no, especially right now with Randy, we know that it's going to be Randy Edge at WrestleMania. Like, that's, we know that's happening. So that's, that's out, that's out. Um, and of course with Roman, I mean, are they really going to let the, if, if, and, and I think this is the only way, this may be the safest way for Roman to drop the title because Roman looks unbeatable now with this, with this heel character. So, if you're going to protect Roman, that's the way to protect him is have the money in the bank guy, you know, winner cash in on him. But then again, there's a part of me that doesn't think it will be the Miz. There's a part of me that thinks he'll drop it to somebody else in some way. Um, and two, what they set up from this was, I guess, a feud with uh, Tucker and um, Otis, which on one hand I'm interested in, but on the other hand, with me not being able to take Otis seriously, I don't care about. That's the issue. Is now I'm supposed to believe that Otis is upset at Tucker, which makes logical sense, but I've never seen Otis be actually serious a day in his life. So why in the heck am I going to believe that he's actually going to try to get, for lack of a better term, retribution against Tucker? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong, but this just doesn't look like a storyline that's going to make sense to me. It doesn't look like a storyline that's going to entice me to want to watch it. Like, this is like if it was Roman versus Jay, but Jay was doing the whole original Usos, we're Samoan thing. Being, you know, kind of just being like, you know, cool and fun and all this not not what we've seen from jay which is serious that's how i feel i could be wrong chime in please but to me isn't isn't that basically roman reigns and the usos given right now we're samoan <laughs> i mean it is <laughs> it is but what i'm saying is i can I can see a seriousness from them that I that I that I won't see out of Otis right now. There's a serious from their characters that I that I can feel and I can connect with that I'm not gonna see from Otis unless they prove it to me that I, that that he can be a serious competitor. But but why does the champion always have to be serious? Like if you if somebody. Like, you know, Macho Man came in with a gimmick like that now. Or if somebody came with came with the you know, the eighties Hogan or Ultimate Warrior gimmick now, you would think that's ridiculous. Back in the day that was they were the champions. They what, were the big guys. But what I think it but, why, but what, why my question is what I think now. it's ridiculous because of the gimmick or because the gimmick is a little goofy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, why why I, But I I don't I I don't see a correlation between Macho Man and Otis. 
because at least when Mach Macho Man may have been a little bit goofy, but when he got in the ring, it was serious. Like, Otis is like a glorified Festus to me. I don't, I like, I'm not gonna feel like. <laughs> that's just how I feel. To me, Otis is, ooh, let's be funny, let's be funny. And then I'm supposed to, like, we're supposed to ring the bell and Otis is supposed to be serious now? Get the heck out of my mm -hmm. face. All I'm saying is Jinder Mahal. And, and I'll give you... Oh, he'll he'll I, never be the champion. We won't take him seriously. And I, when you said he was one of the best champions you ever saw. I will, I will give you Jinder Mahal. But here's the thing. When Jinder Mahal came back, he wasn't 3MB Jinder Mahal. It was a completely different character. He looked completely different. He acted completely different. Otis, to me, uh, Otis, when I look at Otis now, he's just a funny guy. Like, that's great. I'm cool with funny wrestlers. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit here. You're not going to put him do in the you know what else he is? Like, do you know what else he is? He's fat. <laughs> I, I had to get that. I've said that forever. He's just, okay, get out, everybody. I, get out, everybody. <laughs> that's, that's the end of the show. I can't take him seriously. Look at the puppies on him. And that beard, I just want to rub my face well, in it. I, like, I can't take him seriously. I, I just can't. Like, he's just, I, I agree with DJ 100%. I mean, what does everybody just... else think? Because I, I know Casey and I are on completely opposite sides of this spectrum. For well, once. I mean, just for me, like, I'm just, there's no positive outcome in this whole storyline for me. One, I love Otis. I, I don't care what anyone says. I love Otis. And if he, even on a fluke, somehow won the title for 10 minutes and then, you know, a rematch happened, I would have been happy. I would have been like, that's awesome. At the same time, like, one, I don't want to see The Miz, and, and this is nothing against The Miz. I just don't want to see him as champion again. Kind of the same as I didn't want to see Randy Orton as champion again. I get bored with these people being champion over and over and over again and not getting any fresh meat in the title picture. That's why I loved it when Drew finally but won the title. Fresh meat. Look at him. <laughs> oh my lord! And then also, you know, you, you're starting that feud now with Otis and Tucker. I don't care because I've never cared about Tucker. I'm sorry. Nothing against Tucker. There's just nothing. Nothing about him has ever like interested me. Moral like, of the story is that you should ne you should have never put Otis in the conversation. You should never you should have never put him in the Money in the Bank. I mean, like all of this can be with the benefit of hindsight. It was a it was a cute little win. Whatever though, AJ drops the briefcase and falls into Otis' hands. All right, cool. But the fact that if they were, they kept teasing it when Braun was still, or I'm sorry, Bald Strowman. Uh, when he when he had the the strap, to me that would have been that would have been the time to do it because 
the the feud that Strowman had with with the Fiend that did not need to involve the title. Again, like I want I well, wanted to completely you know take that you know, take the uh, take the title off him uh, then, but. Like you said, yeah, Otis was never to be taken seriously, and the fact that they had him, they had him hold on to it this long, it it, it was a waste. I like Tucker and Otis as a team; they're entertaining, pretty good, you know, decent mid card, you know, mid card talent, whatever. Though, but neither one of them were to be taken seriously, and I guess this is kind of getting us to care about Tucker because he was doing nothing. In between time, and I think that's why they probably gave Otis just a you know a, a crack at this because Tucker was hurt. But it, it, the the reasoning you know to for for this to happen is that Tucker took something away from from Otis. But like DJ said, is now is he gonna like you've never seen Otis? You can't even if he tries to fire up and get mad, whatever. Though you're still gonna have that internal chuckle because you're like you know here comes. Here comes the worm. And Adam, you know? Adam, the, the reason I say that too is even in the storyline with Mandy Rose where he was supposed to be serious, I could not take him serious. That's what I'm saying. He's supposed to be serious because that's his woman and like they're disrespecting her, but he still comes off as, ooh, the Goofy. jolly fat guy. That That's just what he comes off to to me. Well, well and... I think, you know, I, I, I never took the storyline with him and Mandy Rose seriously. I know they're an actual couple. Like, I, I know that. But the on-screen, <laughs> the on-screen, I never took seriously. I do think if they booked it right, and DJ's going to say the stupid, oh, you mean a tan thing? No. <laughs> if, they give, if they make him a bit more of a darker you know, gimmick, like edge him up a little bit and no, not Adam Copeland. Uh, give him a little bit of an edge. I think you, you might be able to start taking him a little bit more seriously. If you do this storyline, right. If he legitimately gets mad at Tucker, but make, I don't think they will make him a luchador. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> that's not what I was going to say I had it and then I lost it <laughs> but no if you like if you you know make him a little bit more serious and, and you know have him change the gimmick a little bit stop doing the goofy stuff because I you know I think if you did that you could start to slowly take him seriously like a Jinder Mahal, how he completely changed the the gimmick. I think you could take him seriously. And another thing is, I think if you were to were going to decide to give him the the suitcase, why why does the suitcase always have to be for the world title? Why can't it be for the U.S. title? Or the Intercontinental title. The Women's Championship. I, I think... <laughs> shut up. I think... <laughs> I mean, I hey, think we're doing what Impact does. If you could... Uh, I, I think if, if it was an option to, to have one of the mid-card titles, I could totally have seen 
uh, Otis, you know, cashing in for the IC or the, you know, U.S. title. I think he had more of a chance of that than anything because we we know for damn sure that they still don't care about either of those titles nearly as much as they, those titles used to be prestigious and now they're just Hey, listen, one thing I got to say about that is those championships need to be have equality. <laughs> if you give me a reference. Get out of here. <laughs> Leave, bro. Equality! Leave. Um, <laughs> should we move on to the first uh, Hell in a Cell match and give our thoughts on it? Also, I got, I got one more thing to say. This whole, whole, this whole thing with The Miz and, you know, this is whole give me 2010 vibes. Because, you know, he won the Money bank, money in the Bank briefcase back in 2010. And also, Randy Orton, Randy Orton was champion back in 2010. So this is giving me a whole lot of 2010 vibes right here. Uh, speaking of, not 2010, but <laughs> just speaking of it, uh, Hell in a Cell matching the WWE does. Do you guys want to start with the uh, with Randy and Drew? I think this was the lesser of the three. It was still good. How do you guys feel? Do you guys want to start with uh, Randy and Drew? Yeah, it's still feeling yeah. kind of like worse to the best. All right, we'll start with Randy so and Drew then. Uh, I know I know I was uh, disconnecting a little bit there. Hopefully we're back now. Um, let's start with Randy and Drew. Like I said, I think this was a not that it was bad. It just was the the lesser of what three evils or whatever. Um, I don't think it was bad at all. I, I just thought it was one of those it was one of those deals where I think the other two just out outclassed this one. Um, I mean, it had some good moments, I think. Uh, I, I definitely think it had some good moments. I was, I, I like, it was one of those things where it was almost a little too predictable, too, because you think about it, Randy and Drew had went, to, went at it so many times that, like, you don't feel like Randy's going to lose to him three times in a row. So, and plus, Randy's got the experience edge with the, you know, the experience in the cell and all of that, too. I mean, but, but the, you know, it, it was good, I, I felt like. Uh, Randy's the champion, which, like we said before, I think they're setting up for Randy and Edge, um, which I think, I hope, I don't want them to bring back Edge too soon, but I kind of hope there's some sort of, like, even if it's a small crowd or something, to give Edge the pop he deserves when he comes back. Because, like, when he comes back, it's going to be like, whoa. I think um, I think people are going to be really excited for it when he does come back. But uh, how are you guys feeling about the uh, Randy and, and Drew's you know Hell in a Cell match? I'm kind of happy that Drew's not the champion anymore because I love Drew, but I, like it didn't give me like the vibes of like this great title run to me though. I, it's I, I don't know. I think face title. I feel like carrying the title as a face is so hard nowadays. It's it's like one of the more difficult things you can do. Because everybody loves the heels. Everybody wants to see the heels get beat up. You know, at worst, the heels get all the popularity. But, like, for some reason, the faces just don't, you know, they just they don't get the love, uh, you know, like the heels do. I think 
Except if you're John Cena, then you get the love. I guess. Uh, if you're Kofi, Kofi, I think Kofi was the last face champion to kind of get a little bit more of a, this is a cool title. Run. Rollins. Rollins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but like, yeah, it's probably Rollins and, and Kofi. But what do you got? What do you, what do you guys think of the, uh, Orton? I almost said Galloway McIntyre, uh, <laughs> Well, well, to to kind of maybe put it in a frame of reference on maybe why it was the weaker of the three, it was it was the third cell match of the night, which in turn in 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 turn means that they don't need a Hell in a Cell pay per view. Like this match didn't even need the cell. Honestly, you want to have. You want to have a gimmick match? That's fine. I I don't think think this needed this uh, the cell match. I don't think Sasha and Bailey uh, didn't need the cell match. It's and, and this is you know I was talking about this in, in our, our our group chat was them facing each other is not the issue. It, it was the setup to it because this should have been the blow off. And I don't think this is the blow off with Sasha and Bailey. I mean, I think they they mishandled this. But we're in these times. It, it's you don't want to you don't want to just throw something up against the wall and see it, you know, and see what sticks. But at the same time, you don't want to wait too long because the the appetite for it may be gone by this point. Now, I enjoy Drew and Randy. In, you know, in anything like again, with, with the exception of this, because because I, I just feel so bad for Drew. He has been great as champion, and he finally with, with this great redemption story of being the w, being WWE, being the chosen one, getting fired and going elsewhere to find himself and 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 uh uh polishing his craft you know, and all that. And then he comes back, NXT, comes back to the main roster, and he's going to have this big moment at WrestleMania, then COVID happens. And I just, I just, that, you know, at WrestleMania, that crowd would have exploded him beating Brock. But anyway, you know, just in terms of this night, it was a good match, you know, good match, but like, just to me, it was, it was just the thought of like, this is the third match. My, my appetite for the cell match was gone by that point. And really, and really, like it's like they only wanted to do this match just for that spot, the Shawn Michaels spot, where they're both hanging on the edge, and he, and he falls in the table. Cool spot, you know, cool spot. But that, and I, I shouldn't say it didn't lead to the finish or whatever. But like, like to me, that should have been a. I don't know that that sh- that should have been the the apex of the match. And plus, what's driving me nuts with these cell matches. Why do you continuously let these guys leave the cage? It doesn't, it doesn't, the, the, having the, the concept of a cage doesn't mean anything anymore, whether it's a cage match or a cell match. But yeah, I don't know. I just like maybe that, DJ, like maybe that would, would be, that's the first thing I popped off. It's like, it wasn't bad. It was just maybe by default, the weaker of the three. But I just think it's because it was the third match the third cell match of the night, and it's just like, I, I've seen this. It's, it's not special anymore. 
I could see that. I could see that. Anybody else want to weigh in? I'm, yeah. Uh, you go ahead. I'll let you go first. I just, you know, uh, Adam alluded to it a little bit. I, I, I just, and, I, and I've said this many, 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 many times. They need to get rid of the gimmick pay-per-views because it's it's stupid. Like, oh, Hell in a Cell, Fatal 4-Way. Like, there was a point in WWE where there was pretty much, except for the big four, there wasn't a pay-per-view that wasn't a gimmick, that wasn't a match type. Like, we, we were making the joke that, you know, next month it's going to be singles match, the pay-per-view. Like, stop. You can have these types of matches in a just a normal pay-per-view. You know, bring back the old pay-per-views that we all used to love and just have Hell in a Cell match in it. Have a Fatal 4-Way match in it. Um, I And, you know, I, I didn't hate this match. I didn't love it. Um, I, I knew... I knew they were going to give Randy the title again. I as much as I didn't want to see it because uh, I don't. Again, nothing against Randy. I just get tired when we see guys win the title fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, whatever. How many times? It's just it. It doesn't mean anything after a while. It really doesn't. Um, and as far as the cage spot, you know, it was cool. I just don't like. And this might just be a me thing. I don't like the the announce tables anymore. They're just they, they don't break like they used to. It's not as satisfying to me. Like we we've seen spots on these announce tables where like you hit it and then it breaks. Like it should all just break and at the same time. It just it, it's a it's a little thing, but it bothers me, and I just. I don't like it. Um, and plus, you know, we've seen that spot so many times. You know, it's just, unless it's a big, big match, I don't think you need it. Unless it's a, a, a Hell in a Cell match at Mania, I don't think you need it. And for that matter, the only time we ever see these big stipulation matches are in the gimmicky, you know, pay-per-views. I, we... Why don't we get Hell in a Cell matches at Mania? Why don't we get, you know, these, you know, big matches at Mania? The biggest show of the year. Or, you know, Rumble or whatever, you know, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, you know? Like, this this takes away from, like, wrestling these days. Like, you don't have, like you said, they don't have these gimmicky pay... Like, if they get rid of these gimmicky pay-per-views, that would leave more... um, What am I trying to say? More, like... Uh, like unpredictableness, like no, and it won't be as predictable. Going, oh, you won't know when there's gonna be a Hell in a Cell match. You won't know when there's gonna be a ladder match or a TLC match. You, you won't know. You know, and I don't know. I I just don't like these gimmick pay-per-views. I mean, we said that many times, but you go back to what what you were saying. Yeah, and like Money in the Bank. Actually, that's that's the one I would keep. I don't mind that one. It's kind of like you know, um, what's that pay per view for TNA um, that they had? Uh, Destination X, Destination X, right? Am I thinking the right yeah. pay per view? Yeah, yeah, that's the pay per view. 
but I, but I like Destination X. I don't like Money in the Bank. Anyway, <laughs> I I second that. Uh, speaking of you, because you mentioned it a, a quick, a uh, little sidebar with uh, the upcoming uh, Survivor Series pay per view. They are really pushing this whole thirty years of Undertaker thing. Please don't bring him back. Yeah, he I heard that be- he's. Co- I heard that he's come back for this show. No, please, no, because then you're going to want to give him a match. You put some back on his name, damn it. That's what I'm trying to do. He doesn't need another match. The poor man needs an entire year to recover from one match. Just let him retire. He's still recovering from that botch jackhammer from Goldberg (laughs) at Saudi Arabia. Yeah. You had to remind us. You had to remind us. Um, what I did, Justin. How are you? How do you feel about the uh, Orton McIntyre match? Um, I thought the match was all right. I mean, like Adam said earlier, like this was the third Hell in a Cell match we saw, you know, and it was the last match of the night. You know, people probably getting tired and stuff. And I don't know. I just felt like this was just kind of an average match. You know, it was kind of, it was slow towards the, it was, I felt like the match was like really slow, you know, more methodical and stuff, like the way that Randy Orton works. And I, I don't know. This, I mean, it was an all right match. I mean, I didn't, I, I felt like the match got better as I went outside the cage. But again, like, like, why do you use the cage if you're going to go outside it? You know, that that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Because that's what the cages are used for, to keep both competitors competitors inside. Um, And another thing that ruined it, that ruins it for me, is not only is it red now, which is just the most... It's a big Lego. That distracts me more than anything. But the fact that there are literal footholes in the side of the hell in the cell... Glad you mentioned that. It, it's again, who are you fooling? It's like my God, look at they're climbing up. It's a spot for their feet. Yeah, and a, that oh, and w- when they got on top of the um cell when they ha- when um Warren found that red pipe, I'm like, what the heck is that for me? I thought that was a lightsaber for a man there. Like, does he have a lightsaber? <laughs> I, I had no idea what that was. I see somebody. <laughs> I need somebody to make a video with the duels of the fate playing in the background. No, but the, I mean the match was the match wasn't bad, but I, I don't know. It's for like it, you know, it just kind of got old, you know. And it was like we already seen this rivalry happening for a while. I mean, I to be honest, their class champion match was so much better, but. Um, yeah, that's my. All right, to the uh, next sale match, which will jump to the beginning of the show, which was Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Um, this one I thought was 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 really good. Um, I I really enjoyed this one. I was surprised it started the show because I felt like even with Drew and Randy, this feud meant more to me. Like I I was more invested in this feud than I was Drew and Randy. Uh, just because. It should last. What'd you say? Is it? 
that that should have went on last because you just said is that that meant more than the WWE title, right? Like I, I felt like. See here, here's the order. I I was talking to you, DJ, um, a couple nights ago. I'm saying that the women's match should have went on first, and then in the middle it should have been the it should have been the WWE Championship match, and then the main event should have been the Universal Championship match. That's what I think the order should have been. But that's just me. Yeah, I think they could have. There you go. I think they could have pulled that off. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, the personal feeling behind this feud, um, of course, you know, them being family, I think does help with the chemistry a little bit. Um, I'm loving the, you know, the the tribal chief thing. Uh, Paul Heyman just continues to add to it as well. Um, you know, we talked about this before. This is the Roman I think we've always wanted. Uh, that for some reason they never give to us. Um, he doesn't have to say much. He doesn't have to. He doesn't even have to do much. Like he already has the presence. Like you know, I think we all can tell. Like he has the presence of a superstar of this. Ma- uh, you know, this massive being. But at the same time, I I still feel like I still feel like this feud was just. It, it's just been perfect. Uh, the way it's been booked, like I don't know, and and this is just SmackDown in general. SmackDown has just been really good. From the Fiend stuff with with Braun, I thought was really good. This has been really good. Of course, Roman's return has been really good. Um, the Intercontinental Championship stuff has been fun, you know, been fun too. Uh, you know, with Jeff and Sami Zayn and AJ Styles and all of that, that's been good. SmackDown's just been knocking it out of the park, I think. Um, and I've been really enjoying SmackDown and this has kind of been like the focal point, one of the, one of the big focal points, um, you know, and, and everything with, you know, I got to sit at the head of the table, just the little things. Roman's doing all the little things, right. That I think everybody said he couldn't do. Um, that, that's, that's the interesting part. Like everybody didn't like Roman's in-ring work. And I think, you know, it just depends on what type of work you like. But it's, as far as the storytelling, I've always felt like Roman is a very good storyteller. Um, but with this character, he can really show it. Um, and I think he's doing a very good job with showing it because the little it's, – it's those little nuances. And we, and we talk about this a lot, especially as wrestling fans. The little nuances, him talking to himself, the breaking down, crying at the end of the match uh, to, to think that he's actually remorseful for what he's done. Um, even when he – beat the heck out of Jey Uso and, and put Jimmy in the guillotine saying I love you afterwards. Like, that little stuff, like, just, it just builds. Go ahead, Adam. It was, it, it was, it was like a mob movie. And, and, and I did, with that moment, because I think that was the highlight of the match, was him him sobbing, and then him having the gold the gold, almost like the gold Thanos gauntlet, whatever. The, it really was like Thanos killing Gamora. It's like, like I'm sorry, little one. I don't want to do this, but I have to. Whatever. And I, I'm going to say something this. Heyman has put his character over the top without saying a word. It's when they all, there's always when he is just laying the beat down on whoever, whether, you know, in this case, you know, Jay. If it was Brock, he would kind of have like this maniacal, yep, that's just what he does. He's like almost afraid 
of Roman, of what he's doing. And that's just intensifying it more, whatever though. It, it fills me with glee. Better late than never, but I guess I'm so glad that they're they're finally pulling this out of Roman because it, it's been there. He's not coming out on TV and saying suffering succotash, whatever though, which almost killed him. But again, I called for this five years ago, and you should have you should have made him heal right off the bat with you know after leaving the shield. But you know again, that's. We, everybody has, you know, had this, you know, same surmising of that, and and it, we we beat it to death. But it's here now. I I am enjoying it, and I stick this for a long time because by the time, especially if we get a, we get fans back, that'll come a time when if they turn and face again, the the crowd will explode for him. And and I think real quick too, because I know everybody else wants to give some uh, points too. I think it also proves, and they did a good job with Jay keeping him involved while his brother's injured and going through surgery, it proves how good Jay Uso is. Both of them. They're both good, uh, Jay and Jimmy. Um, but it proves how good Jay is as a worker, too. And I think we forget that because he's in the tag team, because he's a part of the Usos. Um, and, you know, I think we forget that Jay's also a really good worker. And, like, they've also done a good job of making, like, I don't think I really felt like Jay was ever going to beat Roman, but they at least felt like at some points they were on a level playing field, which I think when Jay returns to tag team action, that makes the Usos that much better as a tag team. But anybody else have any thoughts on the uh, Roman Jay? I actually got the Usos, you know, uh, not mixed up for once in my life. Uh, any, <laughs> any thoughts on the, uh, you know... The hell in the you, know, you know, I thought this match was really good, but there's really only one problem I have with this match is the referee during the match. Like, he's asking Jay the whole time, because like, hey man, I'll call this off right now. You want to quit? Just quit right now. Quit. Shouldn't, shouldn't the referee be split down in the middle, you know, like not going like, like 20, he's, he was asking 24 seven. hey man, I'll, I'll call this off right now. You can quit. Just quit right now. Just quit. It'll be all over for you. Like that, that's what was kind of getting me annoyed during the match. But other than that, this match was great. I mean, I love the dialogue between both guys, them talking to each other and like, it, it was just magical on how, how they were doing this. And, um, you know, how you had the sim, you know, how you can be sympathetic for, um, Jey Uso. And then, you know, you had the cocky Roman Reigns going, like, you know, kind of looked like he had sympathy, you know, towards the end there when he was crying, breaking down. He goes, like, nah, man, nah. Now he goes, like, and he goes, like, this wasn't personal. He goes, like, I had to do this, you know. And, um, I remember when they brought up the strap, he goes, um, Jey Uso, um, I can't remember exactly what he was saying. But he was saying like you're my bitch or something like you know because like I'm at the head of the table gonna, and then um, he said at one time he did say you're gonna get this work tonight too Oos I remember that that was that was that yeah good yeah but like I love the dialogue between both the guys and like they just have really good chemistry together and there's this one really cool spot there in the match is when um, Roman Reigns um, he brought the still steps and like. Um, he did a drive-by on um, like um, Jay was like draped over the side of the side of the ring. I thought that was really cool during the match. 
But no, uh, but I hated how they brought like everybody out. It, it kind of because it kind of has shades from last year. Um, Hell in a Cell when they tried to just call off that. Um, and so I feel like they they were just trying to call it off like last year, which I hated that. Um, but I like how he kind of beat up the referee. Was like, no, nah, you're not calling this off right now. You're, you're not doing that. But and then the icing on the cake at the end of him standing at the top of the ramp. That was that just took the icing on the cake, man. And also there the the promo package for this. He goes like, hey, after after this, after you say I quit, you know, you're cut off from the whole family. You know, we're not talking no more. And he says, um. I think um, I think that Jay Uso now he has to kind of do his bidding a little bit. He has to kind of be he has to work for him a little bit now, whenever he needs him. So I'll be interested. That's gonna to, be interesting, uh, Justin. I'll be interested to see if the Usos turn heel because of this, because um, you know we've seen this a couple of times with the whole uh, servant thing and 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 stuff like that. I'm, I, and I this kind of reminds me of what happened with um, when John Cena had to join the Nexus. Kind of a little bit, but I, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll be very interested to see if they if they do have the Usos turn heel right now, uh, or not not necessarily now, but like try to fight it off. But then that's how they get back in Roman's good graces or something. Is is they kind of really join him? Uh, but Casey, what what was your thoughts on the uh, Hell in a Cell match? Uh, I thought the match itself was great. Um, the storytelling was good, you know, everything like that was great. There were things that I didn't like. Um, one was the ref. I thought the ref was way too vocal, way too, you know, in your face. Um, I think that they should have done it. And, and I, I believe they used to do this, this way where they would have, you know, you would grab the mic and ask your opponent. I think they should do something more like that because it, it kills the uh, the whole uh, psychology of pro wrestling where the ref is supposed to be unseen. The ref is supposed to be invisible. The ref is supposed to be there to count the fall, to call the disqualification, all that. They're not supposed to be you know, you're not supposed to pay attention to the ref at all in any match. Um, they're supposed to be invisible. Um, so that was one thing I, I didn't like. Um, another thing that I don't know that I didn't like it. It was just a little bit of inconsistency to me. And I may be just going too much into this. But when, you know, when Roman broke down, and, you know, uh, Jimmy, I think Jimmy came out. Uh, yeah. Oh, now you don't Jimmy know him apart. Yeah. Oh, now yeah. you don't know him apart, like, but when I don't know him hey, apart. Hey, like, yo, man, that, that's Josh, man. But like, this, yo, it's, it's Jonathan. They use their real names, which I like. I like that they, you know, kind of broke that fourth wall kind of a thing. Made it real. And then the announced team can continue to call them Jimmy and Jay. And I'm like, they just, they just, mm, consistency. They it's, just, it's a, they just it's a broke little, kayfabe. 
it's a little thing, but be consistent. If if they call themselves John and Josh, go with it. Go with it. It, it, we're we're in the the era of the internet. We all know these guys' real names. We all know, you know, pretty much every WWE superstar's real name. It's not a surprise. So use that realness. Use that 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 authenticity. You know, use that to build up this storyline. Um, and the 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 only other thing that I didn't like about this. And again, this is me nitpicking. Is I, I like that Alpha and Sika came out. I like that, and you know, um, you know, the father son hug thing. But at the same time, Jimmy and Jay or John and Joshua are still your family. So like, I was like, what? Huh? Like, so you just you just don't care about them? You don't care about that those are Rikishi's sons. You know, th- those are your nephew's sons. Like, it, and again, maybe I'm going too much into it, but like, it's that, that just was like, really? Come on. But that, that goes into what Roman said that, you know, you True. quit. If you quit, whatever, though, you're, you're cut off, you're off the table and all that stuff. That, that was the, that was the final nail in the coffin to another type taker pun. I, I That's do. true, but but I still I still think they should have had a little bit of like I, hesitation I in there, you know, like show that 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 they are a family and like you know you kind of feel for them, but at the end of the day, yes, you know that was the agreed upon thing. It just it was just too like oh we don't care whatever you know no even even if you know Roman and Paul walk away and maybe maybe it's just Alpha you know again because you they've been miking guys very well and again even with the yeah. the dialogue in the ring even when it goes like you're better than this you're better than this this is this is why this is why now he's the top dog he maimed you I love you both. I said, but you have got you have got to step it up. Stop having this meaningless, you know, pride. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. You know, um, like Adam said, on one hand, it is the storyline, but at the, uh, on the other hand, you know, the realism of it comes in too, it, because it's such a realistic storyline. Um, you know, it would have been nice to see you know them say something uh, about them. You know, or some, or even if like they showed some emotion, but then Roman was like, "No, no, no!" That you know, Roman was the one to say, "No, no, no!" no. You know, they knew what they were getting into when when he when he accepted this challenge or something like that. You know, some you know something well, small. And also, I think, and and I don't know, I don't know Rikishi's, you know, how he, his standings with WWE or even with his sons because I know for a while there they were kind of on rocky terms um I thought they got over that and kind of you know made peace but I think if they did something with Rikishi coming in too down the line and kind of in this storyline because 
you know, he is their dad, and uh, I believe Sika's nephew. Yeah, uh, Lisa, and maybe that's how you get Lusos to turn heel. They beat up Keach. Yeah. Uh, but I think somehow you have to kind of, you know, you have to, because he's a big part of the family, too. He's a huge part of, you know, the the family. Uh, the only other, the, the only bigger is The Rock, obviously. And I don't think they're really going to do anything with The Rock and, you know, the Usos. Moving into the uh, final uh, Hell in a Cell match, which was Sasha versus Bailey, um, which to me was, I think, the, the best one. Uh, I mean, I think Roman and Jay were, was a close second. But, th- I mean, I, like, there's just something about these two women when they get in the ring together. Um, and, and even the little main roster, he, he, I mean, he, we, we've talked about this before, how like things on the main roster for some reason just don't go like they did in NXT, but like even the, that little main roster, little like web or whatever that like we typically see with feuds that transition from NXT to the main roster, that didn't happen tonight. Um, or, or, or during, you know, of course during this, uh, Sunday night, I should say. That did not happen. Like, it felt like these women just went out there and 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 did their thing, like as they often do. Um, I've loved this feud. Um, it's been personal, and it's been nice to see them swap places. You know, Sasha's always been the heel, always been the you know legit boss, making little girls cry. You know, heel. Whereas Bailey's always been the happy-go-lucky face, and now they've swapped places, uh, and you know it's still been amazing. It's still been really good. Uh, for me, like I mean, I just think they did a lot of good stuff. Even the stuff that felt like they were messing up, like like when Bailey couldn't take the <laughs> couldn't take the kendo sticks together to kind of you know or rip the tape off or whatever. Even that, like. You know, you could chalk it up to like, oh, and I'm even Michael Cole, Michael Cole was even kind of um, making fun of her, going, "Hey, she, you can't tape." I mean, she can't tape it correctly. There, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, and even that, like, they're such good workers that you can kind of just chalk it up to frustration, right? Like, like you kind of watching it, it just looked like, oh, I'm frustrated, I'm flustered because this is such a big match, and I'm, I, I could lose my title right now, like. That's how good this match was. That like even the stuff that felt like it was botchy, even the stuff that felt like it was a it could have been a little off, they played it off so well or, or made you feel like, okay, you know, I can overlook that, whatever. Uh and, and I like it. Um, uh, question here. How okay, so you know when the title I mean not the title, the chair got the, you know, kinda of kicked out, you know, when um Sasha um drop kicked it. How did the chair end up right beside the door? How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like someone, just, someone move it. Like what the heck? Like it was like laying like right by the state, like front, right by where the um, it barricade was, is. It was. It was betwinced. It was betwinced. Yes, it was betwinced. Yeah. I, I don't know how that. I don't know how that chair was there. Like, is this magically move? I mean, they they had to move it. The the the, the outside the you know, the referees the, didn't want to trip over it. 
yeah, they had to, they had to move it so it wasn't in the way. That's it was silly. an illegal like, weapon inside of the cell. That's what it was. That's that's what it was. <laughs> an illegal weapon inside yeah. the cell that they didn't take it out. Take it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this match was to me match of the night. I I loved it. Um, it was nice to see Sasha finally get the title. Um, as of right now, uh, as I look at my watch. Uh, she has not lost it yet, which is typically how Sasha's title reigns go. So hopefully this will be a run that lasts longer than seven days or three days or two days. Um, so hopefully she can, if she makes it past SmackDown, I might be, you know, I, we might be okay, but who knows? Uh, you know, it is Sasha holding a title on the main roster and, you know, craziness. Um, but yeah, I thought this was incredible. Uh, the, these two work so well together. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited. Uh, and I mean, and this is just a me thing, but watching this match made me miss Becky a little bit. It made me miss Charlotte a little bit, just because like these these two women, like these two women, and you add in those other two have just completely revolutionized women's wrestling in WWE. So it's like it it's all it almost sucks to not see the other ones. You know, it almost sucks to not see the other, you know, the other ones. Not to say I want to see Charlotte come back and win a title or something. I'm just saying, like, it's just weird not having everybody, uh, you know, competing in these big, you know, these huge moments. But I, I, I loved it. I, I thought this match was amazing. Um, probably my favorite match on the card, I, I think, uh, and and I loved it. But uh, anybody got any thoughts on Sasha winning the title back from Bailey? Or actually, winning th- uh, this particular title for the first time. No, again, like, I, I think that regardless them doing it now or if they just waited a little bit. Again, like I still think this could have been just held off just a little bit. I, I think this was the inevitable outcome, which again, predictability sort of is not always is not always a bad thing if done right. That's why I just wish that this would have they would have just sat on this just a little bit longer. But yeah, again. Me personally, like I, I, I would still say that, that uh, uh, Jay and Roman were, was still better, but this this was 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 very very entertaining. My favorite spot was Sasha trying to do like a camel clutch to Bailey with her head in between the opening of the chair, and Bailey slips out and trips her. Like that was it wasn't telegraphed or you couldn't see it coming. It was just bam. And, and and she did it, but um, yeah. I mean, these two are these two are magic. That match at Takeover at Brooklyn is still one of my favorite matches ever. Like like they they don't disappoint. Um, like again, I I don't know, I don't know where they go from here. Yes, for the love of God, please give Sasha somewhat of a sustainable run. I don't care if it's two weeks, <laughs> but. Like you said, the, the poor girl gets the title and she loses it within you know within a day or two. But um, but yeah, this yeah this, this was this was good stuff. I mean, like yeah, some of the some of the you want to call them botches, some of the goofiness that happened in between, whatever. Though you can let that pass because it's not all the time. But um, but yeah, yeah, I thought this I thought this was absolutely solid. All right. Uh, uh, whoever. KSLA. I, I, I still think the, uh, 
the Roman Reigns Uso match was better. Um, I I mean I I love Becky or not Becky. I love Becky uh, and 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 the, and the baby. When, when the baby coming? By the way, um, ain't she been gone? For like, ain't she been gone for like nine months already? Like I feel like it's been like nine months um, that she's been gone. But anyway, um, I, I mean I I love Sasha and Bailey. You know they 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 are two of the best when they work together. Um, there's very few that have the chemistry that they do. I feel like in in WWE, um, and that includes NXT as well. Um, but I I don't know. I it, I it wasn't predictable because I I I generally didn't know which way they were, they were going to go, if they were going to give the belt to Sasha or if they were going to, you know, have Bailey re- retain it. Um, I'm hoping they don't do the same thing that they always do with Sasha because she deserves a, you know, an actual title run. Um, although I do, I, I am happy that they kept them the way that they did. Uh, I, I was afraid that when they broke them up, they were going to make Sasha the heel again and make Bailey the baby again. I like Bailey as the heel. I think it works. I I I don't necessarily know that I like Sasha as the face because I feel like she's better as a heel too. But I I really like Bailey as a heel. I, I like this. It's it's such a refreshing contrast from the happy go lucky. You know, I'm a wrestling fan, and I'm I'm just happy to be here. You know that that Bailey, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I love that Bailey, but we needed something different, and we needed it to be you know substantial, not like oh we're gonna we're gonna have her be heel for a couple months and then change her right back. No, no, let this ride out. You know, let it let it run its course. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great match. I mean. I don't know that you put these two together and they necessarily have a bad match. I think they just work that well together that they're going to get at least a decent match out of each other. You know, it may not be a five-star match, but it's going to be something that you're going to want to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I thought this was, in my opinion, this was the best match, and I, I agree with DJ. Like, these women have great chemistry in the ring together. Like, it, it was just amazing. Um, I also like how they use their environment to their advantage also. Because, like, Sasha, she was hitting a whole bunch of meteors in this match. Like, meteors galore. Also, there's an air spot. There's a spot where lights in the match where um, it was Bailey. She did a sunset, sunset. If I can even talk right now, sunset flip power bomb on the um, onto the cage. That was a really cool spot during the match. I also like how they had a table set up. Um, it was on the outside, and then Sasha ran up and it hit a meteor. That was really nice. I also like seeing kind of shades of. From like their previous matches, like back at um, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, when Sasha had the bank statement locked in, and um, 
um, Bailey was stomping on the hand. I mean, no, no, not Bailey. Sasha was stomping on Bailey's hand. There we go. Like I like seeing shades of their previous matches, and it, the storyline was is great here. But I kind of do agree with Adam. I kind of wish they would have saved it for you know kept you know kind of um, juiced it more. You know, kind of like you know. But you know, you can't save everything forever. And, you know, maybe wait till fans come back. But who knows when fans are going to be back in, in the arenas again. You need, just don't know. So I understand, you know, to get it done now. Because you can't wait for everything. But it, it was awesome, hey, what, though. What's yeah, that? and then with the, other thing, with the other thing, too, was them together, their segments were beating AEW. Whether... Mm-hmm. Whether them being on SmackDown or them being on NXT, whatever, I'm just saying like you could have milked that for another, just like maybe another month or two, whatever though, and then then you can have the split, whatever. That I just, yeah, I just I. And also, this didn't even be in the cell, also like yeah, like, I, like you alluded to, because they they put on a great match inside the cell, outside the cell, and then you have a match because they have this great chemistry. Yeah, I say this. This this didn't need the cell, you know. Again, it's it's a blow. Really, because like you said, yeah, the hell in the cell is a blow off. It's to end the rivalry, and I, to be honest, I kind of think this rivalry is over. I because I'm ready to see maybe Banks and Bianca Belair go up against each other. That'd be pretty nice. Yeah, that'd be good to see. But no, it, I would my head back. <laughs> I can't even do it right now. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do because I think they could, they could continue this, but I think at the same time they could, they could go in another direction too. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things where they can kind of go either way. Um, I would, I would honestly be surprised to, to see this feud not end at Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, just because of the caliber of these two women, and of course their namesake. I think it's just, gonna be. Cha- I think it's gonna be champion versus champion. I heard. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. It is. Um, it's gonna be Oscar and Sasha. That's right. That's right. It I forgot. Lost time. So yeah, you're right. They might. I, yeah, you're right. They might end it here because I don't see them extending this. Or out. maybe they can have in there. Maybe they can do a match at the next review, which it would be the December pay per view. So TLC. December to this what? Um. But... December to this member. Oh no! That's the worst pay per view ever. <laughs> but One of the worst. But then again. Go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. No, I was going to say as long as you bring the zombie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like I said, then then again. On one hand, like, they could end this feud, but on the other hand, like, this is the same feud we've been waiting for on the main roster forever. So, Mm -hmm. like, if they end it now, it's kind of like, but it just started. That's how I would feel. Um, Like, I wouldn't mind seeing this feud go until, like, WrestleMania. Mania. Like, But the thing is, like, do they want to drag it out that long? Like, how do you, you know... I don't think they. I mean, and I don't think they would drag it out for that long because it's kind of been brewing for a while. We just finally got the the payoff of what was brewing. Well, 
Well, and also you can't like with with, with how wrestling fans are these days. You can't stretch out storylines like you used to be able to. You know, back in the day, you could stretch out a, a storyline for three, four, five, six months. There, there were storylines that they stretched out for a year. You can't do that anymore because fans, you know, they have short-term memory. You know, they 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 want something new. They want something different. You know, they can't, this is, which is why, you know, it seems like guys change titles all the time. You know, you can't have that long title run, except, you know, like Bailey had it, but you don't have that very often. You know, it's it's very rare that you have a, a long title run that doesn't get boring and that doesn't get stale. And I think that's why they count the days so much too. You know, like every title run is like, like I could literally win the title, and they'd be like, "He's had it for half a day." Like I think they do that to make you feel like it's longer than it is, so that way they can well, keep our attention spans for some reason. Well, the other thing too, if you notice, now they're doing the combined days throughout your reigns. It's like you know, he's held it for you know seven hundred and blah 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 days amongst five title reigns. It's like nobody cares. Nobody freaking cares. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things that like I don't know, like it's just weird. But nonetheless, um, there's no other thoughts that we need to uh, cover. Um, I think that possibly may somewhat kind. Of, yes, I think we're good. I think that was confirmation. I, I think that'll do it for our uh, Hell in a Cell review. I know we said abbreviated, but we lied. Um, but nonetheless. Nonetheless, uh, good discussion. Um, definitely was a, a good discussion. I think we needed the discussion. Uh, I think you know it's been a while since we we've had a, a good wrestling discussion on this channel. I, ironically enough, uh, <laughs> like ironically enough, it's been a while. But nonetheless, um, we got uh, plenty more <laughs> coming at you very very soon. Um, you know, like, like we said before, if you are listening and you want to watch us live. Uh, Facebook is the way to go. Facebook.com slash W Podcast is all on your screen right now. Um, and, you know, of course, you can listen to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, Google us, uh, as we uh, like to say as well. We are Googleable. So we are Googleable. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, you can Google us. In between. And, and you can find us, uh, you know, you know, in many other different avenues. Because uh, sometimes Google's the easiest way to find whatever you're looking for in the Instagram Wrestling Podcast is one of them. Uh, but anyway, we'll see you guys on the next one. Appreciate uh, Casey, of course, as always, for coming by, uh, Adam and Justin. And other than that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, review. Be sure to share. You know, uh, Share it on Twitter. Put the hashtag on whatever you want to do on the Twitter machine, or you can share it on Facebook. Whatever you want to do. Wh- wherever you share stuff, you can share it. But other than that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. Peace. See you.